This is the Inquisitive Minds Podcast. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Inquisitive Minds Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Johnny Smith. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing uh, legendary bird cryptids. My guest today is a researcher and investigator of the unexplained and founder of two research groups, Center for Unexplained Events and Center for Cryptozoological Studies. He's appeared on Monsters and Mysteries in America, on Destination America, a national cable channel. He has been featured on the independent film Mountain Devil, The Search for Frank Peterson, was an extra in the Mothman Prophecies movie, He's also a member of the Butler Organization on Research of the Unexplained, a co-sponsor for the Butler Paranormal Conference. He's a former member slash investigator of the Mutual UFO Network, MUFON, and the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society. Uh, welcome back to the guest, Brian Seach. Uh, thanks for having me, Johnny. Welcome back to the guest. I'm already starting off terribly. <laughs> welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. A little, little bit of uh, windy out there today, though. Perfect weather for Thunderbirds. Definitely. So <laughs> let's just jump right into it. What can you tell us about Thunderbirds? Well, Thunderbirds, uh, basically in uh, Native American culture, uh, they would talk of these huge birds that would ride along uh, when there's a storm. There would be lightning, and when they would flap their wings, it would sound almost like thunder. Okay. So they got their name of, uh, of Thunderbirds. Okay, from what I understand, too, from the Native American lore, uh, they were thought to be watchmen of the upper world on Earth, like uh, guardians of a specific area at times? Yeah, that's what that's what some of the cultures believe. That's, uh, that's fascinating. Let's skirt, go right up to modern day, <laughs> because that's what makes it more interesting, um, especially Pennsylvania. Have there been sightings of these creatures over Pennsylvania? Yeah, there's, there's several places in, in PA. One is the uh, Black Forest region which would be uh, uh, Clinton, Potter, and Tioga counties, okay. right, right up next to New York. Um, it's called the Black Forest region. Uh, also, uh, the Chestnut Ridge, Westmoreland County. Okay. There's been a lot of sightings. Fairly close uh, to us right now. Yeah. And um, also, uh, we've received a couple of reports from uh, up around Erie, Pennsylvania. Now, when they when they call in, do they just call it a giant bird? What Where do they go from here? Yeah, they say, hey, I saw this bird of enormous size, huge wingspan they say i've never seen a bird that big before <laughs> typically there's actually two two different kinds of quote-unquote thunderbirds have been seen in pa one is the black uh it is more of an e a eagle condor like one is that the one in the photo and on that's the, screen? the one in the uh yeah it's on it's on it's on your screen that actually is a mock-up of the uh, uh of a teratorn which actually it's called the Argent, if I can say this right, the uh, Argentificus Magni Magnificus, I think is what it's called. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I hope I said that right. Sounds good to me. I can't go any better. And there's also the other uh, uh, type that they have been seeing look more like a pterosaur, which would be like a pterodactyl type okay. type bird. With so a more really long reptilian. Beak. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, <clears throat> uh, you sent me an article about a boy who was abducted by one of these birds. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? It happened in 72? Uh, no, it was actually in 77. Uh, it oh, was so, in uh, okay. uh, Lawndale, Illinois. Uh, during that 77 period, there was an outbreak of uh, Thunderbird sightings uh, 
in the Midwest, mm-hmm. in, in Illinois in particular. Uh, on this day, there were two children playing in a yard, and there was two giant birds flying overhead. One of them swooped down and grabbed one of the boys. He was a real small boy. Picked him up. They said, the, 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 the mom said, about three feet in the air and dragged him probably 35 feet until it dropped them, actually. Hmm. And then the, you know, the mom was yelling. They were yelling at the bird. And the bird just let let the child go, and he was he had some scrapes and bruises, but he was okay. Um, there have been other sightings, like in in history, of some of these birds, uh, huge birds, thunderbirds, okay, uh, swooping down and grabbing children. Um, from what I understand, the first uh, known sighting in the modern times happened in 1890. Um, I can't remember by who. Uh, but it, it actually appeared in the Tombstone uh, Epitaph newspaper, and it was described almost as the pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. It was a smooth, hairless body, sharp, pointy uh, teeth, massive, thick, but nearly transparent leathery wings, and elongated, pointy tail. Mm-hmm. You know, so that almost seems like a scene out of Jurassic Park. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, and, One of my favorite movies, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Good movie. Yep. Um, now, these things exist. What... what do we know anything about what potential habitat or, or how they um, stay to themselves, so to speak? Well, if they exist the way we think a, you know, a known animal okay. would exist, you would figure they would have to probably be up on cliffs, things like that, and have nests. Um, I already see where this is going. I, I didn't realize it until you – but I see where this is going. And in lesser parts of the state, which people – one thing people don't realize, even like in the Black Forest region, which we did a, my wife and I, along with two of our friends, Tim and John Frick, probably, it was probably about 2003, that's how long ago it was, we actually did a uh, a Thunderbird expedition up in Kettle Creek oh, State really? Park. Oh, yeah. really? That's interesting. And um, if you ever, some of the people who are listening here have probably been up to that area, and it looks like a scene out of something like, out of Rambo. I oh, mean, just wow. massive, nothing but forest. And so you would think of something would actually still be living and existing. It'd be up there. That would be one of the places that they could still be. Now, are we going with interdimensional? Well, I, <laughs> I did have to talk about okay, that. Okay, I like it. Well, I like it. <laughs> one, I just I, I feel I feel better about myself because uh, now that I've been uh, more engrossed in this type of uh, activities, I can understand where things are headed. <laughs> well, as a strict as you, if you want to say, as a strict cryptozoologist per se, we are looking for actual physical specimens of a known. We animal. don't like labels around here. Yeah. We, want to, we want to travel interdimensionally. <laughs> but the one thing that has been brought up as far as the interdimensional, uh, more some people are saying, well, possibly could this be more something of a time slip where somehow, you know, maybe these birds somehow very quickly and you don't see them that long, they phase back into our reality. Okay. They're seen for a short period of time. And then they phase back out. And I know you had my friend Fred Saluga on the show yes, uh, a little while ago, and he's coming back. Uh, his favorite saying is, where do they come from and where do they go? Okay. So could it be somehow unknown to science? Uh, sometimes some of these birds, being that they're in high altitude, somehow can phase back in for a short period. Just a very short period, be seen, and then they're gone. I don't know, but it is, it is one of the theories that's being thrown out. I will uh... – I will say the only thing that would like allow me to believe uh, in Thunderbirds would be 
something like a, a interdimensional travel or time slips. Yes. You know, because at this point, I really find it hard to believe that we haven't discovered almost everything on land. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know we're coming out with new discoveries all the time. Like, oh, a new frog was found in the rainforest. Yeah, but it's like yeah. the size of a pin. Yeah. You know, so that is, is where I get excited to when you start talking about the time slips or interdimensional travel because that's, that's the only way I can think that it mm -hmm. makes sense. It would be – it would stretch the imagination – actually to think that there's a bird of that size oh yeah and and people have not seen it more often or they've not seen say root kills or things like that so now this bird up here on the screen you said it was a mock-up does that mean uh it was like it's not a real photo it's not it's, it, they actually made that up to, to represent what the creature looked like yeah okay now i didn't search too much for photos but there, are there other photos of uh, said to be of these birds well there's one uh in uh let me see here it is it's called the John Huffer video, and that was uh, taken on July 30th, 1977, in Lake Shelbyville in Illinois. Okay. Uh, the gentleman was in his boat, in his, in his boat, and he sees, I believe it was one bird, it might have been two, and he was actually able to take a quick film of it. And it's sitting on a, a, a limb, and then it takes off and flies. It's, it is very a very huge bird. Most skeptics, they say that that's just nothing but a turkey vulture. Okay. But turkey vultures do have that distinct red head. That's very true. Yeah. So um, if you do get a chance, you can maybe Google the, the John Huffer video. Okay, the John Huffer yes. video. Yeah. You also, um, when you mentioned like the pterodactyl-like creatures, I believe I saw a photograph of uh, a bunch of gentlemen like holding one up. Have you seen this photo before? Well, you know what? Growing up in the 70s, I would buy... Uh, I would buy a lot of the UFO magazines and things coming out and fate magazines. And... The the big thing in this field is, hey, have you seen that Thunderbird photograph? Okay. And I would stake money on as a kid. I, in some magazine, I saw it. It was a there was a barn, and there was a bunch of men in cowboy hats, and this pterodactyl mm -hmm. was actually strapped to the barn. Yeah. Um, but nobody can find this picture. And a lot of people that I know, some older researchers, and they say, I swear I saw that, I saw that uh, photo, almost like a Mandela effect type thing. Uh, I could now. There's been a lot of mock-ups that have been fakery mm -hmm. since then. Oh, here's the Thunderbird photo. It looked nothing like what I saw. Yeah. I mean, I could I could still picture today what it looked like. If I would see, if you would give it to me today, I could tell you that's the picture or that's not the picture. And I looked at a lot of so-called. This is it. I'm like none of them are like that. Okay. Uh, could we venture to say maybe the government's covering it up? Who, <laughs> who knows? You, know, you see what's going on right yeah, now, right? Who, so, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yes. Um, I just want to take a second to talk to the listeners. Um, I want to grow my listenership, obviously, and I'm working on creating a product that's going to do that. However, I, I want to do alternatives, you know, like a giveaway. But I don't know um, what kind of gift cards you guys would like. I would love somebody to reach out to me. Um, not even sure how to do the giveaway yet, but I'm starting with ideas. You know, check us out. Like, subscribe, do something. Uh, <laughs> hopefully. Um, Brian, when I was uh, researching this, uh, typing in legendary birds and things, obviously I got a lot of Pokemon, which got on my nerves <laughs> beyond belief. But then I came across something called a, a Bossin or a Bossa Bossa. Have you heard of this? I, that's one I've not heard of. Man. It is a uh, essentially a fire rooster, a giant fire-breathing chicken from Japanese folklore, which... 
was definitely not the topic of the show, but I thought since it was another like legendary bird, quote yeah. unquote, uh, I could bring it up. And uh, apparently, it breathes ghost fire. <laughs> yeah, not heard that. One. Well, uh, <clears throat> it's weird to me because it feels cold and does not uh, burn those around it. Um, and it's said to live in the bamboo forests of, and I'm going to screw this name up, Lyo Province. But yeah, yeah. I just wanted you got to, me on that. One. Yeah, I just wanted to point <laughs> that one out because uh, you know when you go down the rabbit hole, you also get uh, winged cryptids. Yeah, and they mentioned uh, something named Owlman. Yeah, there was the Owlman that was in uh, uh, Cornwall, England, okay. in the seventies. Uh, three, I think, three women or three girls saw that creature. But if you want to talk about just re- regular winged birds, oh, I go yeah, ahead. So you, I can, I can throw you out a couple. There's yeah. the, uh, there's the Congomato in uh, Africa, and it kind of looks like a uh, a pterodactyl. There's the Ropin in Papua New Guinea. Oh wow! It also looks like a a pterosaur. There's the Ahu, which is that was I think that's somewhere in Africa also. So there is precedence for some of these other giant birds in other continents. See, that's what gets me going. Yeah, like with this and with like other cryptid lore. It's like especially Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. If if it was just you know the state of Pennsylvania or even the United States that only saw Bigfoot, I'd be like whatever. But it's in so many different countries and different names yes. for it. And just like these birds are in so many different places, mm-hmm. cultures with different names, it's just like something's got to be going on that only a couple people have seen yeah. so far. You know, And then that's terrifying. You know, that little boy was picked up. I wonder, you know, essentially why wasn't he taken? Well, I think because the uh, the mom and the kids were screaming, and I think it just lost hold of the boy. Okay. I think is what happened in that particular in- instance. Was there uh, other eyewitnesses to this? There was uh, the mom and the boy who was picked up and his brother, I believe, three. Okay, three. So, so when like things are in in the paper like this, I don't get why they're not explored more. Mm. You know, that was the, that was the article, and it seemed like it was released, and that was it. Mm. You know, if I see something like that, I want to know what's going on. Hey, is there birds out here going to get my kids? Um, and seeing like the talons of an eagle, imagine how big those feet are. You know, yeah. wrap me up, wrap you up. There's a good uh, uh, documentary that came out by Seth Breedlove. Uh, it's called Terror, Terror from the Skies, and it talks a lot about a lot of these bird sightings in the Midwest. So I suggest uh, anyone listening is interested, just go to Small Town Monsters, and you can uh, look at Terror in the Sky and pick up a copy of that. I highly recommend it. Now, uh, I know you do some teaching of a class on cryptozoology. Um, you said you also took a class, and one of the chapters was Legendary Birds? Yeah, it was actually it was a cryptozoology class by, it was called here, uh, Universal Class. And uh, it's an online class you take, and you could pay to get the little certificate. But it's mainly for, uh, uh, I actually took this class before Fred and I taught the two classes that we did okay. in Eastern Gateway College. Uh, because we wanted kind of a format. You have to prevent a, present a format to the to the college that you go to and we did follow this format only we added our own sightings and things like that now when you teach your classes do you have a section on the birds yes okay um can you give us a bit of an overview on on that you know share some of your knowledge oh when we did the class you mean when we Hmm. taught the class just on the uh specific nature of the the course that goes over the birds the chapter that covers the birds oh it basically uh I have it actually right here in front of me. <laughs> it actually tells you what a thunderbird is, and then it gives sightings. 
in every in every uh, chapter, it'll tell you what the creature is, what it looks like. Now, is there uh, more memorable sightings than what we've talked about? Well, basically, they only listed uh, several of the ones I told you about in Lawndale, Illinois. Okay. There was one here in 2001 in South Greensburg, if you want me to read it real yeah, quick. Yeah, it's short, yeah. It's really short. It says, on the night of September 25th, uh, a 19-year-old reported seeing a huge bird flying overhead. The witness's attention was first drawn to the sky after hearing a sound that reminded him of flags flapping in a thunderstorm. The witness then claimed to look up, seeing a bird with a wingspan between 10 and 15 feet with the head approximately 3 feet in length. That's a big now, head. Now, that's what we kind of get. Now, most of the quote-unquote Thunderbird sightings, they talk about a, a huge wingspan of almost 20 feet. And um, that's really big. That's a really yeah. huge uh, wingspan. The um, the biggest wingspan of a of a bird is called is the wandering albatross, and that's in this course. And uh, it has a uh, wingspan of uh, twelve feet. That's still incredibly big. Yes. Oh wow! So <clears throat> when but, you get but, around but sixteen, with, with that, what I'd like to say is the skeptics. You always got to go in the skeptic point. They'll say, well, when you see a bird in the sky. There's no scale. You can't put it against anything, so it's hard to judge how big a bird actually is. I've seen some pretty big birds, but not to, not to this size. Yeah. But if you would see that same bird on a tree or by a rock, you can measure it and actually tell how big that the, that the bird is. But when you're seeing something up in the sky, it's really hard because there's no scale to put it against. I mean, that's fair enough, though, but I feel like when you're seeing something, you know if it's bigger than it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, I don't care if it's a hundred feet in the air. You're, we can look at airplanes and go, "Whoa, that's a big airplane!" Yeah, like so. Yeah. we can gauge. A, a, I don't know. The moon was in its third phase, but it's it's a big goddamn bird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for being honest, yep. um, twelve feet's big enough. Anything bigger than that. So once you get to sixteen, twenty feet, yeah. that's when these guys start going, "Okay, maybe it wasn't an." And what is an albatross native to? I don't know where they're from. I think those are those are. Uh, like on the uh, California coast, out that so way. So it'd be right? really rare to see yeah. one in the see one here yeah. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay, now we do have our turkey vultures, which I think they're about ten feet, the uh, wingspan. Okay. So, yeah. Um, do we know anything about uh, their potential diet or anything like that? As far as like the Thunderbirds, they they believe that they're they basically uh, they're predators. They'll they'll eat meat and they'll know, pick up a buffalo if they want to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, I just, uh, I just imagine like a cartoon, you know, how um, the old shtick is, they, uh, somebody gets kidnapped by a bird and drops them off in the nest, and the eggs yeah. are as big yeah. as they or, are. Yeah, or a lot of the old dinosaur movies, which I grew up with. In, yeah, in the sixties and so, yeah. It's yeah. A, I just, I just get that imagery, and it's like, I don't know, it's, it's another one of those things I'd like to see for myself because. With everything they talk about, it's just essentially a bird. Like, there's no weird powers or anything that come with it yeah. outside of being a bird. Yeah. So I feel like if this was real, I would love to see it. And unfortunately, you know, uh, PETA is going to get after me, but I'd like to see it in an enclosure somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'd like to go and look at that thing. I would I would definitely like to go see it. Yeah, that. I'd check that out. Uh, Joe Exotic, get it going. <laughs> <laughs> Free Joe Exotic, everybody. <laughs> um, now... Is there any relation between these birds and other winged cryptids? Because I know the most famous one, whenever you type winged cryptid, is the Mothman. It's the Mothman, one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah. Um, we also deal with uh, uh, 
we call them winged entities per se. Some people just call them winged humanoids. But the, those are in a different category because these are humanoid type creatures or entities with wings, not not a bird. These are humanoid. Well, 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 well. What <laughs> what are those? That's very interesting. Well, you have like, you know, everyone knows about the Mothman. Okay. But we actually have, uh, and I might have mentioned it on our last show about the Chikora gargoyle. I, th- I don't remember if I did or not. I, I don't think you mentioned the gargoyle. You, you, if you did, <clears throat> just bring it up again, the gargoyle. I don't remember that. Yeah, this was a, a creature that basically looked, uh, looked like a gargoyle-type creature. It was seen between 2011 and 2012 up in Chikora, Butler County, PA. Huh. And it was seen. Uh, Dan Hegman has done the most research on those uh, from Boru, which okay. you'll which you'll get to meet him next Saturday. Um, and this creature was basically gray. Uh, it was about seven or eight feet tall. It had wings that wrapped around its back, and its head almost kind of looked 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 like a uh, a bicycle helmet. It was hel- it was okay uh, an aerodynamic like bicycle helmet type looking looking at what it wasn't wearing a bicycle yeah helmet, yeah but it was. It kind of the head kind of resembled that. Okay, that now that's a terrifying sight. Yes. Um, any reports of like attacks or just sightings? Just basically sightings. Uh, walking across the road, flying. <laughs> uh, we received one. Um, it was an older report that we got. Actually, it was third hand, but we were actually to get a hold of a drawing in 1993 in Allentown. Okay. Which these two couples were coming back from uh, late night at the drive-in. And driving down this dusty road, and this they saw this creature walk from left to right in front of them. And when it got to the uh, to the side of the road, it lifted its wings up and shot straight up. It didn't flap it; it just lifted its wings and shot straight up in the air. That's a terrifying mm-hmm. sight. Like I always think about the things that <clears throat> are claimed on sightings, and whether they were real or not, I just like to think about how I would feel in that situation. I would be nervous enough seeing the, this creature walk across the road, mm. but then shoot up. My next thought, I don't know why, maybe it's just me, is, oh, no, he's going to kill me. He's well, going to come if, for if me. If you would see the drawing, and I I could probably bring them next Saturday for you to look at them. Okay. If you would see the drawings that were done of both entities, cryptids, they're almost the exact same creature. When I saw it, I actually got goosebumps on my arm. And one of the, the other thing with some of these winged humanoid it's the legs the legs are muscular but they but they bend in backwards oh that's kind of like a chicken it's really weird they're really weird yeah huh well that's even mm-hmm. worse that makes it even worse yeah um before we go on to keep talking about this uh do you want to mention what's going on next saturday yeah we have uh it's the uh ufo expo it is in the morell fire department it is a free event this is sponsored by uh, fred saluga which, uh, you know, you'll see him there, and you'll, I think he's on next week on your show. Yes, Fred Saluga is on next uh, next episode, guys. Tune in for that one. And it's, uh, I'm trying to see here, it's 10 to 4. It's free admission to the public. There's going to be a lot of vendors there. Um, and the lineup is, I can't quite, I know Fred Saluga is speaking, John Ventry, Dan Hegman, and a guy named, uh, a gentleman named James Krug. They're all speaking, and... Uh, the times there, I the whole event is from ten to four. Oh, thank you, thank you. I got to read this, folks. The whole event, the whole event is ten to four, and uh, Fred Saluga will be speaking, uh, John Ventry, and Roger Marsh will not be speaking. That'll be Daniel Hegman and James Krug. Okay. And it benefits the uh, 
the Morrell uh, Volunteer uh, Fire Company, and it is at the Morrell Volunteer Fire Company Events Center, 1232 University Drive in Dunbar, PA, 15431. You won't want to miss it. It'll be a fun time. Yeah, guys, so check that out. Uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up, uh, check out some people. Uh, Brian will be there. Obviously, a former guest and future guest, and this is probably the only week I can say that now, Fred Saluga (laughs) will be there. Um, It's going to be a fun time. Come on out. Um, So these Wigan humanoids, uh, we got the gargoyle. Uh, We got Mothman, and was there other specific ones? Well, there's been the, the Van Meter a monster that was uh, that was seen in five days over five days in uh, uh, Van Meter, Iowa. You know, by the way, I love uh, the names of these cryptids because it's so simple. It's like, uh, what is that? Oh, that's the Chicago goat. What was it? It was seen in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so simple. Now, what did that thing look like? It looked more like a bird bird type thing, but it actually had like a shining. Uh, there's a light on top of its head. It was really strange. It was a really strange. You could, if you would ever go and just type in Van Meter or the Van Meter Visitor or the Van Meter Monster. Okay. They call it both. And uh, type it in. It's it's really, uh, really weird looking. Well, let's let you sink your teeth into your favorite. Let's go in with Mothman. Mothman's my total favorite. Yeah, since we'll, we'll stay with the theme of wings, at least. <laughs> Mothman was first seen in... Uh, November of 1966 through... Basically, through December of 1967, the sightings pretty much culminated with the uh, collapse of the Silver Bridge. Now, there still were some alleged sightings afterwards, so they didn't stop exactly after that, but there were several after. Now, when these sightings, um, how do they describe him? They describe Mothman as a little bit different, and uh, it was winged, but it had red glowing eyes, and it didn't have a neck per se. The head was like right on the shoulders. And you could look. You could actually type this in and look it up. The original, uh, the drawing for it. With, okay. Uh, Linda Scarberry and um, uh, several others saw it. That they were the first ones to see it. And you said, uh, what was the significance to the bridge collapsing? Was that uh, supposed to be like his home or something? No, I just think that well, there was an actually. Uh, it was I think December fifteenth. Don't quote me, but. I'm getting old, so I'm kind of forgetting exact dates now. <laughs> but I think it was December 15th when, uh, I think it was about 6 o'clock when there was a lot of cars and congestion on that bridge and an eye bolt broke. Oh, okay. And after that, the whole bid, it swayed and then it collapsed. The movie Mothman Prophecies actually took, if you would watch that, and I think you might have said you might have seen that. I've seen I'm bits sure. and pieces of it. It's the, been a while. The though. very end is is where the bridge goes down. Okay. And uh, very scary. Now, do they have any uh, malicious contact with him? Like, again, is it just sightings or has there been interactions? The the creature would, like, go up, would chase after cars. And in one of the very first with Linda Scarberry, this creature actually was was flying alongside their car going 100 miles an hour into Point Pleasant. Ryan, I'm (laughs) going to be frank here. If I see anything like that flying beside my car, I'm probably going to shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, like, it sounds like these people who see these things are so well keep it together, you know, because they're taking notes. They got specific details when I would probably be screaming until I couldn't breathe. Well, they actually, they actually drove, str- str- 
they drove straight to the police station, uh, and they they gave their account on this one. Yeah, that's right. What... <laughs> no disrespect to anyone listening, but what the hell are the police supposed to do with something like that? Well, they did go out and investigate. I would. Yeah, they, oh they... man. If I was a police officer, I'd say I'm here for robberies, not creatures. I can't do that. Well, they came in. The police did say they came in. They were very. They were actually shaking. They were scared. They knew something had happened to them. They knew that they weren't just pulling a prank. Okay. Because they, they said that they were very, very. Uh, they were scared of something. So. We're bringing the Mothman in. We're done. He's speeding at least. <laughs> Cop him. <laughs> His eyes are glowing red. Don't fucking worry about it. Cop him. And there were over hundred uh, hundred sightings of this creature. During that time, now you said the sightings since um, they've been less, but are they still happening today? I've heard that there's been through the years several alleged sightings down there, but uh, I, I guess I, sh- I, should, I can't confirm them. I guess I should say, has there been any credible sightings? Well, again, I can't okay. confirm them. Um, there apparently has been some, but some people won't talk about them. With all the information out there about Mothman. Is there a strong hypothesis on why he appeared um, during the dates he did? Like, what was the significance of him being there for that time? That's The, the interesting thing about that is the long period of time. That was like 13 months that it was seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and uh, like a lot of these other cryptids, we actually had one scene that was seen up in, uh, I think it was up towards Mercer County. And it kind of it kind of had a head. It was kind of funny. I have a drawing of that, and it looks like Count Chocula. I mean, the mm. face looks like Count Chocula. But they're seen once or twice, and they're gone. Not this this creature. This was there. one specifically was the there Mothman. For a while. The Mothman was there for a while. Okay. Now, I want to ask a question about his uh, about his name. I guess, like, does his face look like a moth, or is he a humanoid with wings, or does he look like a bigger well, moth? Well, how, how it got the Mothman. Is uh, there was a uh, a villain on the Batman show, it was called the Mothman, and so they just said it was oh, Mothman. That's how okay. the Mothman. Yeah. All right. Well, that's simpler than I had hoped. Yeah. That's, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um. Well, uh, with those hundreds of sightings, any uh, negative reports, like outside of being cars chased, like any violence or anything, I hate to say mutilated, but. I guess like well, that. Well, apparently there was several dogs missing in the area. One of the I, I got I did get to speak to one of the eyewitnesses, and her name was Marcellus Bennett. Okay. And they she actually uh, had this creature approach the car that she was going into, and she actually dropped her baby. That's how scared she was. Yeah, it yeah. Just appeared. It just came up and it appeared, and she grabbed her. You know the baby. Her baby and ran inside the house, and she claims it was actually walking up on top of the house. He heard it. See, that's that's terrifying. Have you heard of the um, somewhere in like England, something devil, when there was like footprints in the snow? Oh yeah, the devil is called the devil in De- Devonshire. Yes, I think. yes Devonshire. Yes, yes. Uh, and it talked about it walking on the roof, Rocking, and, and they had the hoof prints that would yeah. run for miles. Yeah. See, yeah. It, that kind of reminds me of something like that. Mm-hmm. And either way, it's like. These people, I feel bad for them because they have no proof, but it's like you know when something's on your roof. Mm-hmm. You can hear when something's walking. But at that point, if you tell someone that, you might as well tell them Santa Claus is up there. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's coming pretty soon as long as they don't outlaw Christmas. I don't know. You never know. Santa, <laughs> Santa wasn't uh, practicing social distancing <laughs> up there. Uh, the toys are going to be halted. All the elves are sick. <laughs> COVID strikes again, fuckers. Um. That's interesting. Dogs were missing. 
and then once it cleared up obviously uh that's the town's like uh that's their big draw now is this is the site of mothman do they have festivals and whatnot? oh yeah every year they have the moth well except except this year because of the COVID. okay and um it they shut down basically the whole town and uh they have vendors there. Thousands of people come to it. It's if you ever get the chance. We've been down there about five times already. Now, what what do they what do they have down there? Like as you go down to do that stuff, what's uh? Like... Well, they have they have a the old theater. They have speakers there. I was able to speak several times down oh, okay. there, which was pretty fun. Uh, a lot of vendors. They have games, things like that there, and uh, they just sell everything from like soup to nuts. They just yeah, you know, and kind of like Roswell with their uh, exactly with their economy exactly. down there. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's because they do have. But there's also a Mothman museum down there. It's okay. dedicated to the sightings, newspaper clippings, and uh, uh, Jeff Walmsley. He runs it. Okay. And uh, one of the greatest guys you'll ever want to meet is Jeff, and he's really helped promote and get this town, you know, notoriety. That's from interesting. This, you know, from a creature that was seen in the '60s. So yeah, yeah. It's it was well, good to hear. No people died from it. You know, because. I don't know. That's a lot of thing with these cryptids. Like, either when they're seen, something happens, like uh, animals die or properties damaged. But this guy was just flying around being a dickhead. Yeah, seems there like. there are some uh, some people that that try to connect Mothman with the bridge going down. Uh, I, that's something I've never believed. I just think it was a oh trying to put blame on him yeah, for collapsing. Like the it bridge? was a harbinger of doom. But oh, okay. I, I just don't. I think that's maybe maybe pushing it too much. I just think it was a bridge that, you know, unfortunately one one bolt broke and there was too many people on the bridge at this at that time. And yeah, that's very happens. tragic. I think it was like forty six people perished. Wow, I didn't realize yeah, it was that bridge, many. Yeah. That's a shame. Whoo! Well, ending on a positive note, <laughs> um, Brian, where can the people find you? you we have uh, actually two uh, two Facebook pages you can you can check. Uh, they're one of them is uh, Center for Cryptozoological Studies, and the other is uh, Center for Unexplained Events. They're both on Facebook. We post uh, all the events coming up. Like uh, we'll be posting the uh, the UFO uh, Expo here on them. Okay, uh, I I would say Brian shares stuff on Facebook all the time. It's always very interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, you like my Godzilla post because that's yeah. You know, I, I post a lot of Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Big Godzilla guy. Yeah, I, I like your Godzilla post, guys. Uh, you can check me out at. Um, the last to keep from crying show at Brandy's basement in Irwin on the 28th of this month. It is going to be a jazz slash comedy show. So be sure to check that out. That'll be interesting. You can find us at inquisitiveminds.com. Guys, we're available on all streaming services. Check out the store. Uh, buy some merch. Support the podcast. Let's keep it going. Tell your fucking friends about me. Something. We're trying, guys. <laughs> I'm going to keep putting on shows whether you listen to it or not. But just fucking tell somebody, hey, listen to this shit. It's dope. I think it is. Uh, also, check out What in the History with uh, me and my co-host, Dan Brady, where we dive into uh, obscure history topics every week. Uh, we are talking about veterans this entire month. We talked about Audie Murphy and John Bassalone on the last episode, two badass dudes who received medals of honor. Um, that's all for today. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure to check Brian out. And uh, until next time, peace and love.